Felix von Luckner was an adventurer. In the early 20th century, he traveled the whole world, served in the Mexican army, did prison time in Chile, hunted kangaroos in Australia, and did more than most of us will ever do in a whole lifetime. Then, with the war, came his greatest adventure as captain of the Sea Adler. I'm Indy Nidell. Welcome to a Great War special episode about the Sea Adler, the Sea Eagle, a German raider during the First World War. Felix von Luckner served his country as a naval officer in the war. He was there at the Battle of Heligoland Bight. He was on the Kronprinz at the Battle of Jutland. And he even served upon the raider Merve during its famous first voyage, which we did a whole special on a couple Christmases ago. And yet, none of these were his most famous exploits. You see, the Kaiser was a big naval fan, and also a big Felix von Luckner fan. Felix had had a string of naval adventures in his life, and he spun yarn after swashbuckling yarn for his appreciative leader, and this led to Felix's dream assignment. His orders, you are to take command of a vessel. We want you to run the blockade and raid enemy commerce. Since we have no coaling stations, a sailing ship will be the best. He was also asked what was the most important thing in this venture. He replied, luck. The ship Pass of Balmahia was chosen and was retrofitted under the story that she would train cadets. Armed with two four-inch guns and with enough room to house 400 prisoners, she was rechristened the Sea Adler, Sea Eagle. Without having to rely on neutral ports to load coal, she could, theoretically, stay at sea for months at a time. But breaking through the British blockade to get to the open sea was no easy feat. And though von Luckner had done it before on the Merve, Sea Adler was a windjammer. So it would be very different. There was a chance to slip through in the area by Norway without being noticed. But von Luckner wouldn't take that chance. Norway was neutral, so he thought he'd fly the Norwegian flag. And he picked up enough Norwegian on his travels to pass as a Norwegian captain. His crew was picked for their Norwegian language skills, and they would try the ruse. They would pose as the actual ship, the Maletta. However, by the time they were ready to sail, the real Maletta had already set sail. So they needed a new ship to impersonate. So they chose the Karmuwe from the shipping register. But it had already been seized by the British. So von Luckner basically said, screw this, and just named the ship himself, calling it the Irma, though there are sources that say he called it Hero. They set sail in December 1916. They headed north, but since they were largely at the whim of the wind, when it began to pick up from the north, they could either go back or head west. The first meant more waiting, and the second meant British mines. Von Luckner chose west, though, and here was his logic. Attacking ship heals over. The more sail you carry, the more she lays over, and the less water she draws. That was our chance. The mines were nearly always planted several feet underwater, just out of sight. Perhaps we could slide right over them. This, in fact, worked just fine. But then there was a new wrinkle. Storm winds from the south pushed them north. And though they were less likely to be spotted, sailing in the Arctic in winter wasn't a dream scenario. The rigging froze. But finally, on Christmas Eve, the wind shifted and they were out of danger. Until they were spotted by a British armored cruiser off the Icelandic coast. A boarding party was sent over by the HMS Avenger. They fooled the British that they were, in fact, Norwegian. And when the boarding party left, the Sea Adler was now free to do what it had been created to do, raid Allied merchant ships. 
They made for Gibraltar, shedding everything Norwegian, and soon, hunting off of Gibraltar, the first victim was sighted. The Gladys Royal was a steamer, and stopped after Thea Adler fired a couple shots across the bow. Von Luckner was not a killer, so no loss of life befell any of his prisoners on his voyages, and the victim ship's crews and passengers were always taken aboard the Thea Adler, along with any bounty before their ships were sunk. The next ship they raided was another steamer, laden with sugar bound for France. But though its crew came over on lifeboats, the captain refused to. It turned out that he had captained a ship raided by the Mervet, and upon being released had signed a promise to engage in no further war activity, and thought the Germans would hang him if they caught him. Luckner and the Sea Adler's doctor did indeed recognize him. Von Luckner told this captain, We are of the opinion that your parole did not cover you calling as a merchant captain. Only direct combatant service was included under the heading of war activity. Therefore, we feel ourselves under no unhappy necessity of hanging you. Lukna headed south to hunt on the equator. Further ships were sunk, and despite protestations from those recently captured, the captors were gentlemen and the ambiance on the ship fairly jovial. Von Lukna would continue his raiding along the equator until March 1917. His most valuable prize in this area was probably his most difficult foe yet to be encountered. The British steamer Horngarth, loaded with champagne, not only had a radio, but was also armed with a five-inch gun. Lukna dug into his bag of tricks. We had a smoke apparatus to send clouds rolling out of the galley. And on the galley roof was a dish loaded with a quantity of magnesium, which when lighted produced a wicked red flame. We set the smoke and fire going and ran up distress signals. The Z Adler was now the most dramatic looking ship of fire you ever saw. But the ship still posed a threat and there was a standoff. We had one more device left. From the mastheads boomed three voices through the megaphones in unison. The shout was in English and seemed to dominate the ocean to the horizon. Torpedoes clear! On the deck of the steamer, a crazy yellow rose. No torpedoes, for God's sake, no torpedoes. Handkerchiefs, napkins, towels, and anything white was waved. The cook frantically waved his apron. The ship was well stocked with musical instruments and champagne, which helped the cruise-like atmosphere aboard the Sea Adler. The next ship captured was not sunk, but was to take the passengers to Rio. The Sea Adler was ready to move on, having sunk 11 ships. They barely made it to the Pacific, though, having to ditch lifeboats with Sea Adler life jackets in them to fool a pursuing cruiser. Now, America joined the war, and three American schooners became victims. The Sea Adler's days of raiding, though, were coming to an end. To get fresh provisions and have a little shore leave, they made for one of the Society Islands, but the ship was dashed on the coral reef and put out of commission. They were stranded. Life on the island was pretty good, but von Luckner hatched a plan to continue his adventures. His plan was as simple as it seemed impossible. Six men in a lifeboat, braving the Pacific until they could find a bigger ship to capture. Their goal was Atui, an island nearly 500 kilometers away. They would pretend to be Dutch Americans sailing the Pacific on a bet. They made it there and got fresh provisions, though a close call made them change to being Norwegians again, and they made for Rarotonga the next stop. The next section of the voyage was dogged by poor weather, with stormy seas, waterspouts, and torrential downpours. Everything aboard was drenched, and von Luckner estimated that they were bailing out around 250 bucket loads of water an hour. After a couple days of this hell, Rarotonga was sighted, and all felt a mix of relief and trepidation as they neared the island. They continued from island to island, but the word was soon out that the Germans were in the South Pacific, and they had a new problem. 
the sailor's worst enemy, scurvy. Our knees swelled up so badly we had to cut our trousers. Our lips were black and broken. They made several more ports, though, before they reached Wakaya. There, a steamer took them to Suva, but the authorities had been alerted. Lukna and his men were armed to the teeth, but he refused to fight in civilian clothes, and they were captured. And there, their tale does not end. The prisoners were split up, and von Lukna eventually found himself on the island of Motuihi. Not a bad place to be, but Lukna had his eyes on the commander's motorboat. He and some German cadets also in turn planned a diversion. They cut the phone wires connecting the island to the mainland and set the barracks on fire. In the confusion, they took the motorboat and using that, commandeered a sailing boat two days later. They made for the Kermadec Islands where New Zealand stored provisions for castaways and did indeed make it there, but the jig was up. A well-armed auxiliary cruiser spotted and captured them and they were again imprisoned. Lukna actually came up with a new escape plan, but the armistice came and the war was over, though he did not return to Germany until July 1919. What happened after that is beyond the scope of this channel, but here's what Felix von Lukna had to say to the people of his defeated nation. To all my countrymen, I would like to say, look up to the bright sun and not into mouse holes where it is dark. Take my lads for your example. When their ship was wrecked on the coral reef of that atoll, there was one thing that was not wrecked, their courage. Even when the Z Adler met her fate, from stem to stern went up the cry taken from an old refrain, the German oak still stands. You know, it's hard to not be impressed with the adventures of Felix von Luckner. You should look them up for yourselves because just the ones from before the war are, are crazy. He was a true swashbuckler, but still a man of honor. He fought for his country, but never sacrificed his principles of decency in that service. We'd like to thank Carter Palmer for help with the research for this episode. If you'd like to see our special episode about the war in the Pacific, you can click right here for that. And you can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And check out our subreddit, too. It's awesome. See you next time.